Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio, North America's only show dedicated to the equipment that is used to feed, clothe, and fuel the world. Hi, I'm Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from Cat Swamp Road in Hackettstown, New Jersey. And we get together here every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern with the re-air Sunday at 6 p.m. Exclusively on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147. And I want to thank you so much for getting together with me here in the farm shop. And I got a little bit of business that I have to do with you guys before we go into the show today. And I need to give a big shout out and a pin in my map to Mr. Corey Burkholder from Kendall, Wisconsin, Mr. Jim Lloyd from Middletown, New York, and Mr. Wayne Blunier, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name, sir, from Roanoke, Illinois. And what they basically did is they reached out to this guy. They went to my website, farmmachinerydigest.com, and they filled out the form to get into the contest to win a free USA-made hot rod farmer license plate and also to win one of the four die-cast Fent models. So that is a, a momentum planter, a rogator sprayer, an ideal combine, and a track tractor. So if you want to do the same thing, just go to my website, farmmachinerydigest.com, and then you could fill out that form, and it comes right here to Cat Swamp Road. And I put your name in there. I put a pin in my map so I know where you're listening from, and then you get into that contest. And next month, we're going to start to be giving those away one every month. But I also want to just tell you, if you don't already know, that this show, Farm Machinery Digest Radio, will air next week. A week after you listen to it, it'll be listed as a podcast on my website and most podcast hosting sites. So if you want to go back and listen to it or have a friend listen to it, say, hey, listen to this guy from Jersey with that Jersey accent, and they don't have serious XM, or if they have serious XM and they missed it, then they could go back to my website and catch it there. But while you're over there, I'm also going to uh, give you some suggestions. I would say while you're on the website, take a toolbox test, read a blog, read some of the educational articles, because that's what it's all about here is education, because the educated farmer is the most profitable. So if you look under the Learn tab, you'll find a whole bunch of articles there. And also, you may want to listen to my On the Road podcast, because this week I did a show with Scott Shelley from rural uh, from rfd tv the cow guy everybody knows the cow guy and i spent over an hour and a half with scott and we had a wonderful wonderful episode and it's uh it, that's a people show it's not about the markets it's not about finance it's not about equipment it's about people people that are passionate either about farming or as i say firing orders so please check that out i'm sure that you will enjoy it and then also while you're there i'm going to send you over to my idle chatter podcast because that works hand in hand with farm machine read digest radio and in the recent archives because i do an idle chatter show every week is that i did a episode on combust cylinder to cylinder combustion variability that sounds high tech right but you need to understand that to make sure just like you want all your crops every plant to produce the highest yield you need each cylinder to be firing evenly with the other one and that's what i talk about there then i have an episode on data overload we have data on everything now right and you could very easily get overloaded on data. So I give you some suggestions about that. 
And then I also have, amongst 300, 300 other shows, but I did an episode very recently on a, a misfiring Ram truck and the diagnostics that went into that. So even if you don't have a RAM, or you don't have any data acquisition, or you don't have combustion variability, you could use those podcasts as a learning tool. So I invite you over there. And then on today's episode, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be talking about performing due diligence before you authorize a repair. And that's very, very important because otherwise you could spend a lot of money and not get what you think that you are getting. So just sit pat during a short break and never forget agriculture was a machinery, but what profits on reliability. See you in a couple of minutes. I'm Martin Hoke, the inventor of Navage Nasal Care, and I love Navage. I've told you about how your nose is the body's air filter, that Navage's powered suction will help flush out allergens, viruses, mucus, and germs, and that Navage will help you breathe better. But what do other people say about Navage? Like Tara, quote, My doctor wanted me to do saline rinses for my allergies, but I've never been able to successfully use a neti pot. Navage uses suction power, so it's foolproof. There are nights when I'll have particularly bothersome allergies. I'll bust it out, and the results are immediate. It's such a relief. It's become a lifesaver. Unquote. She's one of over 100,000 online reviews praising Navage, the all-natural solution trusted by over 3 million people to help you breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and stay healthier without drugs. Navage is available at Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Target, Rite Aid, and online. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life. Crew, let's ranch it up. Hey, y'all know me, it's Jeff Ticker Earhart. Tigger. Join me every week right here as we ranch it up. We talk the cow stuff, the all-new cattle battles. We'll throw some rodeo action in there from time to time. Cowboys. Markets. Everything in between. Ranch it up every Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time right here. Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Sirius XM's Rural Radio. The agribusiness and western lifestyle channel. Your information. We'll talk markets, agronomy, machinery, and cover the real-time issues affecting farmers and ranchers in Canada and all of North America. Your channel. We explore the news and issues that matter the most to agriculture. From markets to weather, each weekend we take a deep dive into what matters most. Sirius XM's Rural Radio. The agribusiness and western lifestyle channel. Sirius XM 147 and on the SXM app. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, and today what we're going to talk about is doing the proper due diligence before you purchase a service, a repair, or even something on your farm. But I'm going to really focus on a service or a repair on a piece of equipment. And uh, let me back up a little bit. So let's say almost every farmer at one particular point buys some sort of service for their farm or ranch. It could be... um, Crop production, right? You may have somebody come in and spray your field. You may have someone uh, spray lime or do any other application. The thing is that the educated farmer is always the most profitable. And I strongly suggest that whatever service you buy, whether it's for agronomic service, if it's for your cattle, for your dairy cows, or for a repair, that you have a full understanding 
Uh, let me back up at least a cursory of un- cursory understanding of what you are going to get and what how, how you want it done. So, for example, and m- <clears throat> many people do not do this, and hopefully you do do it. So, let's say you're coming, you're going to hire a, cro- a, a crop service company to come in and spray a fungicide on your corn. Well, what you what I suggest that you do is that it and and this is if you do not have a relationship with that organization or that company if you've built if you've built trust with them over the years as president reagan used to say trust but verify you it, don't be afraid to ask questions because it's your soil it's your crop it's your farm or it's your tractor your piece of machinery your truck what have you and you know be nice about it you don't have to be nasty all right so it's my mother always used to say it's not what you say but how you say it but let's say you're working with a new company for the first time so and we're going to stick with crop uh, fungicide on corn so what i would ask them is what is your what what is your washout procedure for your sprayer tank right and and very important uh do they wash out the tank and back flush the tank do they do they to clean out the end caps on the boom, that's very important because he's going to be putting a, something on your crop. So, and don't be afraid to ask them that. Ask them what their washout procedure is, what they do, what what chemical they use, or what what washout agent they use, whatever. The next thing I would ask them is, and using this as a sprayer application, is that what kind of tires? And I don't necessarily mean the brand, but what what design of tires do you have on that sprayer are they bias ply are they radial are they if are they vf tires because that driver is going to be going on your soil and you don't want them you don't want to pay to have a fungicide or something else put on and then have them compact the soil what happens if it if it rained uh pretty good the day before or a couple of days before even if it didn't rain if it's dry you have the right to know how much impact that that application is going to have on your soil and here in new jersey most of the people who do custom application will drive the sprayer they may drive it 20 miles on paved roads to get here are they going to readjust the tire pressure when they go in the field or are they going to be putting on a fungicide application and compacting your soil so i you know i do the same thing here at the farmhouse with the uh, uh with the with this with the oil delivery heating oil delivery truck but well, i have the same i use the same man for five or six years now so i know what his trucks are but I, if I'm switched to a new company or when I have my septic tank pumped out, I'll say, okay, do you have a tandem axle? Do you have a triple axle? All right, I'd want to know that because I have a concrete driveway. I don't want you cracking my driveway. And then I'll say, for instance, like to the uh, to the septic company, which is only every couple of years, I never seem to use the same person twice because they go out of business. I'm not laughing. But uh, I'll say, okay, what I would like, you have a triple axle, great. Uh, how many gallons does the truck hold? Great. I only have a thousand gallon tank. That's fine. But I, I'll say to him, I'm asking you this because I want to arrange for you to come when your tanker is empty. So, and if the person says to me, well, we pump it out every, every evening or every morning, then I say, that's, that's wonderful. I would like for you to come to make an appointment to be the first stop after you pump out the tank. 
This is only a maintenance pumping of my septic. It has there's no issues whatsoever. So I don't want you coming in here with 10,000 gallons of waste in that truck and because you're going to pump me out the, later on in the day or the last stop of the day. And I've never had an instance where they anybody ever argued with me or was or was cocky or nasty or what have you because i have an onus just like you have an onus to protect your investment and and the person has an onus the company to excuse me the mechanic to uh protect his investment of his time and his business so now let's get away from that and let's go to machinery because that's what this is about. And a lot of this was, or I should say the catalyst for me doing this show today or this subject on the show is this right to repair because a week or two ago at Commodity Classic, it seems that Case IH uh, signed a, um, a memo of understanding, MOU. Everything has got to be an acronym. They can't just say, we're discussing it, we're coming to terms on this. Oh, it has to be some kind of fancy schmancy business business term talking. Forget about it. It's a different world and a lot of uh, hodgepodge and Mickey Mouse stuff. But anyway, so with the right to repair, you know, and if you listen to any of my podcasts or, or radio shows about the right to repair, I have quite a different take on it. Um, and the thing is that, I yes, I do agree that you should have the right to be able to repair something and and have access to the uh, whatever you need to repair it within reason, right? But a lot of people don't understand, you know, that the word access means not does not mean free. When I had my engine shop, I used to build drag race engines, but I had people, you know, friends or family oh can you geez can you tune up my car my wife's car whatever then i say yeah yeah you know i'll I'll do it for you for cost well for them cost was free that meant they they were usually willing to pay 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 for the parts usually at one time a cousin didn't want to even pay for the parts all right and but i have had a legitimate business so my cost is I have to pay, I have to amortize my rent, my electric, my insurance, the, me- the mechanic that I'm paying, one of my guys in the shop that's working there, my secretary. So let's say back then, I think my shop labor rate was $50 an hour. So my cost may have been $20 an hour to run the, to run the business. So when I would say to them, well, it'll be $20 an hour, they'd get all mad at me. Because, well, I, do it for, I thought you are going to do it for cost. Well, yes, that is my cost. I'm not going to go into my pocket, all right? And I did many times go into my pocket just for family bliss, all right, and just eat it. So, all right, fine. It's not, I mean, I wasn't looking for every nickel. But, you know, people would have you rebuild their engine for free, uh, just for the gaskets, right? So, whatever. So, the thing is that, what you need to do is, and it's right to repair. So if you think that you're going to go to Case IH or John Deere or any other company or Peterbilt Trucks or whatever who signs this right to repair uh, memo of understanding, right, and say, it's, that, well, give me the wiring diagram for free. Let me use your scanner for free. Let me do this for free. Forget about it. I mean, you're pipe dreaming. That's not reality. So the thing is that, so I personally think that this right to repair deal is is a nothing burger because you, you could have bought a scan tool years before this. You could have bought wiring diagrams before this. You could have bought uh, a shop manual before this, be it digital or be it printed. It makes no difference, all right? So the thing is that, but let's, 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 
go back and say, okay, whatever the, whatever the problem is with this piece of farm equipment, let's say it's a hydraulic problem. We'll use that as an example, and then we'll go into like a tier four emissions problem because it's more in line with the right to repair. So you have a hydraulic problem, you say, look, and most people, when they have a problem, a mechanical problem or an electrical problem, unless it's very obvious, like they have a hole in the tire because they ran over a corn stalk or something, all right, or a belt is broken, uh, they throw parts at it. And auto mechanics do that, farm mechanics do that, farmers do that. They throw parts at it. Okay, the, uh, let's change this, let's change this. And they change a couple of things and they throw their hands up. And I just want to establish, as they've done many times before, throwing parts at something is not diagnosing. Now, there are some times within the industry, within the protocols, when you go way down the flow chart, it says test with a known good component. But that's not step one, baby. <laughs> that's way, way, way down all the diagnostics. The thing is that so if you're throwing parts at something, don't think that you're diagnosing something. It'll be like going to a doctor and say, well, I got a headache. Let me put a new brain in your head to see if your head still hurts, all right? So... So we're going to get to the point now we throw our hands up or we don't even throw any parts. I'm not getting involved with this TF4 thing. I'm not getting involved with this hydraulic system on the combine. I'm going to bring it to the dealer or or, uh, farm equipment mechanic, whatever. It makes no difference. So now let's pick on the dealer for no particular reason. So you go and you see, you make you call up the dealership. Say I got a blah 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 combine, whatever it may be, and I'm having a hydraulic problem. I'd like to make an appointment and uh, to have you look at. Okay, fine. And usually you're getting some sort of service writer or, or person who doesn't really know anything. And uh, they say, okay, you bring it in to Tuesday or whatever. So you bring it in Tuesday. So, but the thing is that what I would do prior to bringing it in on Tuesday, whatever the day may be, is that I once you said. Once you got past the appointment part, I would ask them, well, what is your procedure to diagnose this? And usually they're going to try to double talk like a politician. Oh, I'll have the mechanic. And nobody's a mechanic. They're a technician. All right. Well, I'll have the technician check it out. He'll plug it into the computer. Blah, 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 blah. So don't stop right there and accept that. Carry it respectfully and nicely. Uh, and cordially to the next level say okay well what is that going to prove what is that going to show well, we're going to see if there's any codes in it well at that particular point then they're leading you down a path where they're probably going to end up throwing parts at it and you're going to be paying for something that you could have done at the farm because what they, other than being able to read a code and say something okay code xyz and they're going to throw parts at it all right so the thing basically is that now with let's say with a hydraulic system or use that for an example is that are uh you could say to them all right uh i have this hydraulic problem on lifting up the header of my combine and uh or anything it may be and you say, okay, well, we're gonna, we'll check it out, blah, blah, blah. So how, then ask them, what is the proper protocol to check this out? What does the company, the manufacturer say to check this out? And usually the person that you have on the telephone is not going to have any clue whatsoever. So the thing is that respectfully you could say, well, okay, may I speak to the person? Or I would even see if you could go to the dealership if you have a relationship with them and say, hey, Ray, what are you going to do? I got the problem with this. What are you going to do? And it's okay, well, check it out. Check it out is is so vague and it leaves you open for a big repair bill that replacing parts that you did not most likely need. So now on a high, so that's where it gets to be where you have to be educated. 
And that's the premise of Farm Machinery Digest Radio. That's the premise of the Idle Chatter podcast. So the thing is that, for instance, let's pick on a hydraulic system. The the person needs, the person working on the technician, the mechanic needs to be able to check the pressure, the flow, and the temperature of the fluid. If you're just putting pressure gauges on something, all right, then that's only part of the story. That's like putting nitrogen on a crop and not looking at any of the macro, other macro or micronutrients. I go, I fill this thing up with, I hit this corn really with nitrogen and, and, and the thing is starving for, for, for boron. Right, so the thing is, so what you have to do is you have to follow those. They have to give you not a step by step, but twelve hours. So a proper answer would be: Well, we have a flow meter that reads pressure, flow, and the temperature of the fluid, and that's the basics where we start with. We'll look at the specifications for that combine, that tractor, that sprayer, whatever it may be. All right, and we will do a flow test on it, and we'll look at, at pressure and volume and temperature of the fluid as it's to see whether the pump is cavitating or what have you so that's a proper diagnosis if you say well okay i have a tier four problem with this tractor it's doing this or i think it's well we're going to plug it into the computer and see what codes it has i can so again don't accept that but to you have to go have them go to the next level and say all right uh do you uh, do you you check sir how do you check your circuits how do you check your ground circuits? How do you use an oscilloscope? What, and, you, and, and, and if you are a consumer of my show, is they talk a lot about this. And I don't want you to be confused and say that you have to become an engineer. You don't have to become an engineer. You have to become an educated consumer of what you are buying. Because just because, don't think because the person has a shingle out, says farm track repair or XYZ brand dealership or what have you or you know ford the ford dealership or the toyota dealership whatever it may be that that technician is really following proper protocol and i'm not saying the person is not honest that they're following the proper protocol and have the proper tools and equipment and thought process to diagnose the problem that your piece of equipment has because very often what will happen is that you you drop off a car a truck a, a, a piece of farm equipment whether it's a hay bale or whatever and you're you know they're going to give you this 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 malarkey oh factory certified factory trained technicians well everybody's got factory trained technicians and i've made a whole career out of fixing stuff that the factory trained te- technician couldn't fix for a million dollars all right so the thing is that and i taught this industry and you'd be surprised i'm not saying that they're not nice people i'm not saying they're not good christians but they may not be knowledgeable to the level that you need them to be that you could feel confident knowing that the money that you're paying for this repair will be executed efficiently and accurately and i'm not going to say i never made a mistake in my life about with a diagnosis but you need to understand the proper protocols especially if it's with a new dealership or a new technician or a new company that you've never dealt with otherwise you're opening yourself up for a big bill and a lot of disappointment hi i'm bob phillips and i'm kelly phillips 
and we've been lucky enough to have spent the last 50 years winding up and down the back roads of Texas. It's been an incredible journey, and from the hidden gems to the passionate people, we've seen it all and don't plan on stopping anytime soon. So why don't you hop in and travel with us every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, Channel 147, exclusively on Sirius XM. Rural Radio is your source for the most current commodity news. We bring you the latest market details and talk with a variety of market experts helping you protect your bottom line. With commodities shifting like never before from grain to livestock, your Rural Radio team will keep you informed because you voted RFD-TV as the number one most trusted source on farm market information for producers. We're gathering the news and insights you need to stay ahead of the curve. Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147, your market authority. Culture. American farmers and ranchers know that weather can have a big influence on the markets. That's why our weather team at RFD-TV is committed to bringing you accurate agricultural-based forecasts that affects our lands and livestock from coast to coast. You named RFD-TV the most accurate and trusted source for commodities information as it happens. And we can help you prepare ahead for major storms and weather-related events. Join us every morning on the Market Day Report, weekdays starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central, right here on RFD-TV. On the Ag PhD Radio Show, we talk about all the ways you can get the most return on investment for the crops on your farm. Our guests are farmers and experts in the industry, and we discuss the latest innovations in fertility, crop production, seed traits, and much more. Don't miss the next Ag PhD Radio Show, weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, on Rural Radio Sirius XM Channel 147. Everything you need to know about the ag commodities in Western sports world, you'll find it here, Sirius XM Channel 147, Rural Radio. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. So now it's going to be time to meet me in the farm shop. But what we're going to have to do is going to have to bring Tex Rubinowitz in from Ripsaw Records because he is the hot rod man. He's got that music down pat, baby. Well, I'm a rolling daddy with a mean machine. It's got to be motor. It sure is clean. I'm a hot rod man. Yeah, I'm a hot rod man. Look out. Everybody, Tex, thank you so much. I greatly, greatly appreciate that for you coming in here. All right, what we'll be talking about today in the farm shop, you're meeting me here, is treating weather stripping. And uh, that's something that a lot of people don't think about. So even though it is important to care for weather stripping around a vehicle or equipment doors and service access points, it's extremely critical in preparation for the winter months and also for the dusty summer months. Begin by cleaning the weather stripping with a strong detergent while performing an inspection for tears and cracks. Liberally apply a clear spray lubricant of a brand of your choice. This product will preserve the rubber and not attract dust, but more importantly, make it harder for moisture and dust from the field to collect and possibly in the wintertime freeze the door closed. It is not foolproof, but it will greatly reduce the chance of not being able to get into the operator's seat when the weather turns nasty or fill in the cab with dust when the, when you're out there planting, right? Planting the dust and the bins will bust. So uh, it's very, very important. You know, and weather stripping, if you, if you take care of it, it'll keep the, uh, 
the interior clean. It'll have stop air leaks. It's just very, very easy, but it's something that most people overlook. And whenever I wash a vehicle or a piece of equipment, I always make sure that I take care of the weather stripping and wash it and keep it clean. So if you have any questions on anything that I discussed, please reach out to me at Hot Rod Farmer at FarmMachineryDigest.com and just be an educated, educated consumer. It's the best thing. And I just want to thank you so much for listening. And I want you to know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher, and my beloved, beloved America. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Tyne Morgan, host of U.S. Farm Report. Join me each weekend as we explore the news and issues that matter the most to agriculture. From taking a deep dive into the volatile markets to sharing compelling stories that capture the heart of rural America, as well as custom commentary from John Phipps. We cover it all every weekend right here on Channel 147 on Sirius XM. U.S. Farm Report, a timely, trusted tradition. The necessities of life. Food, water, shelter. And your favorite radio hosts, this is Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. And Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. Beck. Join us every week right here for the Ranch It Up radio show. And the Bend radio show. We talk cattle, market, sale barn reports, news. Cooking, lifestyle, outdoors, recreation. And everything in between. And there's a lot in between. Ranch It Up. And the Bend. Real Ag Radio is Canada's only daily radio show focused on agriculture. Get expert advice on Agronomic Monday. Tuesdays and Wednesdays will cover a broad range of issues. Thursday we'll hear from farmers across the country on the Farmer Rabbit Fire. And we'll wrap things up Fridays with the Real Ag Issues panel with Kelvin Hepner and Lindsay Smith. Join us Monday through Friday at 4.30 Eastern. And don't forget about the replay at 7 in the morning on Rural Radio 147, Sirius XM. Stay informed with the latest news of agriculture with American Ag Today every weekday morning on Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, and I want to invite you to join the conversation as we talk the latest news, market information, ag technology, innovation, weather, and more on American Ag Today. That's every weekday at 6.52 Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM.